Before we start this episode, I thought I'd tell you that I've got a new book out. Yes, another one. This one is to help coaches supercharge their coaching capability through reflective journaling. Coaching Journal, a guide and journal, walks you through the process by, well, providing you with a guide and some structured reflective models. So pop over to Amazon and get this quick, practical and insightful book today to start your journey towards a more successful professional practice. What would you put in your backpack if you had a new coaching engagement but could only take a limited number of items? Each week, The Coach's Backpack looks at the multifaceted world of coaching and asks a new guest to tell us what they would take with them and why. Hi, I'm David Lowe, and this week we're taking a peek inside the backpack of divorce coach Sarah Woodward. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you very much for joining us. Well, the first question I've got before we delve into your backpack questions is how would you describe what you do in under 20 words? Okay, so I help women to move on with their lives after divorce so they can feel happier and stronger than ever before. Brilliant. Thank you very much. I really should start to count the words. I've got no idea. It sounds <laughs> about 20 words. I'll trust you. Okay. Well, look, here's the concept. You've been asked to coach a new client, but you're limited to what you can take with you. So don't worry, you've got your essentials, you've got your clothes, your toothbrush. And in addition to those, you can also take one book, a tool, technique, concept, method, approach, whatever you want to call it, one other item of your choice, plus a person from the past or the present to accompany you. So, Sarah, what and whom would you take with you and why? Okay, so if I start with the book, I would take Now Is Your Chance by Nick Pigeon. Um, and that book's the 30-day guide to living your happiest life using positive psychology. So I've recently just qualified as a certified um, positive psychology coach, and I use that a lot in my coaching as well. And positive psychology is basically about helping people flourish and thrive in life. Positive psychology is much more about looking what's right with people, and it's looking at the whole body, so not just the head up, which is more like traditional psychology, so it really looks at well-being essentially and one of the key things that came that for me came out of the book was what's called a happiness pie chart theory and what that says is that 50% of your happiness is down to your genetics so that's your your set point only 10% of your happiness is due to your circumstances and 40% of your happiness is due to your intentional activity and when I read that, it really hit me. I went through my own divorce about 15 years ago. And I just feel like if I'd known that only 10% of my happiness was due to my circumstances, I just feel it would have helped me have the strength and the motivation to try and get myself out of my situation a lot quicker. And I, yeah, that just, it was really eye-opening for me how much of our happiness is just due to our circumstances and how much of it we can control on a daily basis as well, really. And in the book, it talks about what's called a PERMA framework. And that was developed by Martin Seligman, who's one of the main founders, as you know, of positive psychology. And it looks at the six pillars of our well-being, and they are like positive emotions, engagement, meaning, accomplishment, relationships, and health. So in my coaching, I try to look at all those different areas of my client's life and we work on getting goals for each of those areas as well. So we can really start getting them back on track and helping them to create a future that they're excited to live again and 
you know, one of the big things I say is that, you know, divorce doesn't have to be the end. It's just a new chapter in your life. And, you know, it's, it's within your control, really. It's, you can make that chapter how you want it to be. So it's about empowering women to know that, you know, it's the choice for them. And is the starting point to establish where you are with those pillars or those goals? Yeah, it is. So we do a questionnaire at the start. Um, it's a PERMA questionnaire to see exactly where they are in each of those areas. And then we go through all six of them and look at, you know, what goals they want for each of those areas. And then again, we do it at the end of the coaching program just to see where they've developed um, and then also where they want to keep working on in future. So it's really good to have something tangible that you can see that the coaching's made a difference for them. And also just going through those pillars itself, really, I find just focuses the mind. You know, one of them is health and there's four different pillars to the health. And I've got a client at the moment who is getting over divorce, but the way she's doing that is by distracting herself a lot and keeping really busy. So she's not building in any restorative time. And it's just helping clients to be aware of the aspects that they should think about as well. Um, so it does actually bring a lot of things to light and it really focuses the mind as well about what's important to them. Mm. Is that quite a common thing for people to do, to try to distract themselves from what's going on? Yeah, it can be. It's very common. I know I did it. I, I, you know, I worked a lot of hours and I was out most nights in the week. I'd either be to the gym or out with friends. So, yeah, distract yourself so you don't really have to think about what's happened and face up to your emotions. But, you know, in the long run, that doesn't really do you any good. You need to deal with your emotions and feel them. So because that's part of the healing process. I'm presuming you'd encourage a balance. You're not saying stay in, never go out, right? <laughs> no, exactly. It is. It's just getting a balance and just knowing that how you feel at any point in time is okay and just, you know, allow yourself to sit with it. But, you know, one of the things we advise is getting your support network in place as well. So that's things like having people around you, surrounding yourself with people that light you, light you up, make you feel good about yourself. You know, not spending time with what I call mood hoovers that, you know, really drain you. And then, you know, they're just interested in the gossip about what's going on in your life because you don't want to keep going over and over your story because all that does is reconnect you with all the negative emotions associated with that. So you want to be with people that are fun. You want to be exercising because that's so good for the mental health. And if you can do that with a friend, you know, that helps you feel motivated when you haven't got the energy to do it yourself. So it's definitely about getting a balance and taking positive steps to help you move on i love the mood hoover yeah great it really sums it up doesn't it my wife and i tend to use negatron as a as a phrase but i think mood hoovers that i love that more i think <laughs> gonna have to replace it so i know there's a load of books about positive psychology mm. why that one more than any of the others i one i think it's a really easy read and it's also on audible as well which is really good so you can listen to it when you're driving or out for a walk and i like the way it's got 30 different tips that are really easy to implement so it's literally a different tip a day and it goes through sort of mind body and spirit as well all the the three areas and the fact that you can just pick it up and you don't even have to read it in order you could just see perhaps what you need that day and dip in and out of it right do you have the book to hand i do can yeah. you give us a tip or is that is that spoiling it is that taking a 30th of its value no <laughs> let's have a look so day one is about dropping g-bombs the more you strive and search for happiness, the more you overlook the possibility that it's already there. So the G-bombs is gratitude. So it's about, um, you know, every day being thankful 
for what you have really you know even though things are really tough in your life there are always things to be grateful for you know whether that's just waking up and breathing for another day it's your friends your family having a home food to eat there's always something to be grateful for because for always chasing happiness that you're always going to want something more right exactly it's the journey that matters isn't it yeah cool okay i really want to ask you this question and i may and i know that i i'm walking into a trap and it may be something that we talk about later but is there a time that this relationship with you and the divorcee takes no there's not i tend to start with an eight-week program and my program is very bespoke because i tend to get clients coming to me at two stages so either in the very early stages when they're heartbroken and, and it's all quite raw or also I get a lot of clients coming like 18 months to two years after their breakup when the divorce is done um, and all the legal side and financial side is done but now they think you know well what is there for the rest of my life what do I want so it tends to be two distinct stages I like to work with clients for at least eight weeks because then I think you can get the real transformation yes you can sort things out in one session superficial things but you can't really get the transformation and I think we're all on the treadmill aren't we and we don't you know just you know thinking about a session I had with a client last night on meaning it, it was so useful and we never take the time out to actually think about that and you know one of the other things I do is we do an exercise where we look at what my client would need for an ideal partner in the future so instead of just falling into a relationship, we actually look at what do they want and need? What values do they want that person to have? And we look at what the red flags are from their previous relationships so they don't repeat the same patterns. And if they see those red flags again, then they're out of that relationship you know, straight away. So we try to bring things to their conscious mind so that they're much more aware of it rather than just falling into another relationship. Mm. So a lot of that you know, it does take time to work through all of those things. Well, and that helps them write the the perfect want ad as well, right? The personal yeah, ad, exactly. Yeah. Not just <laughs> a good sense of humour. I know. <laughs> I don't know if you've been watching Married called Married at First Sight UK. I've been watching that, and it is fascinating, just from a people perspective. Obviously, what I do in terms of some of the women, they literally have a tick list of what they want from their partner. But it's all superficial things in terms of you know they've got green eyes, dark hair, tanned, etc. And it's, you know, that's nothing about what they actually need from the partner. And they, they just don't even realise that themselves. So, it's, yeah, it's fascinating. I'm going to have to watch that now. Mm. Sounds, uh, it's really good. Sounds good. OK, well, we should probably move on. So what is your next choice? So the tool I would take with me is called Three Good Things. And it's just as I alluded to before, it's about practising gratitude every day. I just think I know for me, actually, since I've been doing it regularly, it's made such a difference to my mood. And my clients, you know, when they're going through, you know, divorce is the second most traumatic thing you can go through in your lifetime. And it's, de it can, it's devastating for my clients. So it's, it's helping them to start realising that there are some good things in their life. And gratitude, it impacts your physical health. It helps you have a more positive mindset. It actually releases serotonin and dopamine. Um, it can help you sleep better, be more optimistic. And it also helps you be more connected with people, which is really what you need when you're going through your divorce. And studies have shown that gratitude can actually increase your happiness and reduce depressive symptoms for up to six months. So it's really powerful. So this tool, you can either do first thing in the morning when you wake up or, or journal it and, and 
say three things that you're grateful for, but it's more than just saying them. It's really connecting to those things and thinking about why you're grateful to make it even more powerful. Or you can do it at the end of the day and think about, you know, three amazing things that happened or three things that happened that day that you're grateful for. And again, why you're grateful for them. And also it's really useful. You can think about what part you had to play in it as well. So again, it's really connecting to those feelings. So it's not just a tick, tick box exercise actually connecting with the feelings um and i think it's something everyone can do and everyone can benefit from whether you're going through a divorce or not i mean i do it every day now everything you've described so far sounds like it could benefit married couples as well mm, definitely I'm, I'm not trying to take you away from your specialism yeah but how much it would benefit people so that they maybe don't go down the divorce route and actually stay married it would it would definitely benefit them and I think the thing with the divorce coaching is a lot of the tools that I teach my clients, are they have them for life. So it's not just, you know, like the gratitude, it's not just why they're going through their divorce. And if I think about, you know, another book I love, which I was choosing between was The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. I don't know if you've come across that one. Oh, it's, a, it's one of my favourite books. So it, he's basically a pastor and a counsellor, and he's saved so many relationships by getting clients, so married couples, to understand what their love languages are. So the love languages are um, physical touch, quality time, acts of service, words of affirmation and gifts. And, and the premise is that how we receive love is different to our partner. So it, you need to show your partner love in their love language. So if your partner receives love for, by gifts, but you're just doing things for them always, they won't feel loved. And yeah, and just things like that. So I go through that with my clients to help them prepare for future relationships, but it would also help married couples as well. And I do get clients coming to me that aren't sure whether they want to go through a divorce. So what we do is, you know, we look at what, what the issues are with their relationship and we try to put an action plan in place for them to go away and work on their relationship so that if they then do decide to leave, they can do so with no regrets, knowing that they've really tried everything because you know, I'm certainly not an advocate of divorce. It's, you know, much rather my clients worked it out and, and saved their relationship. Thank you. So we've got your book, we've got your approach or technique. What else is going into your backpack, Sarah? I think I would take my camera. So I'm a big wildlife photography fan. And really I got it. This was the thing that really turned around my life for me after my divorce. I went on a single, it wasn't a singles holiday. I went on a holiday on my own on safari, which was massively out of my comfort zone at the time. But was this, in, was this to Croydon? <laughs> to Masai Mara in Kenya. Okay. Okay. Um, and it just made, yeah, having that thing that I was, you know, just talking about positive psychology again, that I was completely engaged in, switched off to everything else. I made great relationships with people on, on that, um, on that trip um yeah and it just basically turned my life around you know and I because of that I've traveled all over the world doing photography and made such good friends from it as well so a bit of a blow recently though with uh, with lockdown massive, and covid a massive blow I've never been in the UK for as for so long since as long as I can remember but have you managed to get out and still do some photography I have yes yeah. so a couple of weeks ago I did some um fox photography we we're in a in a hide and uh yeah, did some of the foxes, which was great. But I literally didn't, I couldn't remember how to use my camera. At the start. Mm -hmm. But yeah, still managed to do some. Would it be possible for you to share with me and therefore listeners 
one of your favorite photographs because we do a newsletter each week which by the way if people haven't signed up for you should go to thecoachesbackpack.com sign up to the newsletter uh, and then we could send it out with our with our next one i can do yeah certainly lovely so your favorite of all time that's good you've got that's a challenge picking one up i'm all about making you pick things aren't i yeah cool okay so you've got your camera and we've got your book We've got your technique. So the only thing left, and they don't go in your backpack, is this person to accompany you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can choose to put them in your backpack if you want, but that's <laughs> going to be a bit heavy. So who is it? I think my person would be Princess Diana. So I was really, I followed her a lot when I was younger. And I think the fact that she, you know, her whole relationship with Prince Charles and her divorce, you know, she, I think she's a great example of a woman who reinvented herself after divorce and found her meaning and her purpose by getting involved in charity work. Yeah, and I'd love to just hear a bit more about her life and how she overcame her divorce as well, really. I think she's you know, quite an inspirational woman from that point of view. I'm hoping that none of your clients have the same kind of relationship and situation that she had. I know. <laughs> Yes. Uh, let's leave that there before we get uh, a knock on the door from someone in a, <laughs> in a dark suit and sunglasses. What was she wearing, by the way, in your mind? You know, when she did the lamb bombs, the landmines, mm. and it's like khaki thing with the big face screen on. Yeah. Face screen would come in handy now as well. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've got your backpack packed. You've got your person coming with you. Uh, sometimes, though, someone might help you pack your backpack. And we want to make sure that there's nothing in there that you don't want. So if there's one thing you wanted to make sure is not in that backpack, what would it be? I think it would be my phone. Because I think couple of things when you're coaching I think you need to be really present with your client without any distractions and I think for me as well you know being in Kenya on safari the beauty is just being away from everything and being able to completely switch off and just be in the moment lovely phone is quite a popular choice is it yes which is bizarre really isn't it because we could make this choice right we could move our phone further away from where we are and yet so many yeah so many people are saying i wish i didn't have my phone so the one last question where do you hope you are or are not going on this fictional gig so i would love to be going to masai mara i suspected you might be saying that (laughs) that is my favorite place of anywhere of everywhere i've traveled just the vastness of it the openness you know just watching the animals it's so peaceful it's so calm yeah, and every time I go, it's just completely different. And the animals you're watching, they have a totally different approach to divorce, though, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe we could learn from them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm really resisting making any joke about Prince Charles and Princess Diana again here now. Um, okay, I will be editing that bit out. Okay, right. Well, look, if people want to know more, Sarah Woodward, about what you do, uh, where can they go? So my website is sarah-woodward.com. Or you can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook. So I'm Sarah Woodward underscore divorce coach. So yeah, I hang out on Instagram quite a lot. Well, every day I'm on there. So brilliant. Well, and we should put the links in the notes for the podcast as well, so people can find them there. Thank you. Well, Sarah Woodward, thank you very much for being a guest on the Coach's Backpack. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. And thank you for joining us on this episode of the Coach's Backpack. If you would like extra goodies such as free tools, offers, further info about our guests, and maybe even the odd peek inside their actual backpack, sign up to our mailing list at thecoachesbackpack.com. And don't forget to follow the podcast too. See you next time.